Jazz it out. Jazz it out as much as you possibly can. Jazz out to the jazz out to the best of your ability. <laughs> Episode eight. Episode eight. Showdown and hell revenge. Sneaking back down, frowning clown. Watching the drowning punks which I've killed with my mind. Dance to my machine gun. That's when you have to have fun. There's only one way out. It's called the doll and drugs and guns. Well, yeah, Fuzzo gave me some bullets. One, two, three. Little bullets. And I've got a gun of hunt the possum in our hour. And I want to have a good time, yeah? So let's rip them apart or something. Possums for midnight snacks. I always eat them three together. I put them in packs. And uh, so I'm back. Pig pigs. Chenka, clenka. Let's get back into it. You infected train timetables for subways to hell. So continue from last week's story. I slowly approached the nocturnal village in Skeletor, waiting for a Ford LTD to shunt me or some something like that and be chased away by some aging rich scum called King Copper and Fraser's Payback. Now, the dawn sun shimmered through the trees, illuminating the edges of the leaves and sending a rustle through the thin branches. The village had massive cyclone fencing and condemned posters all over it. I snuck through using my Amos laser beam and I suddenly felt like the prodigy rum gun coming home. However, I wasn't alone. Some dark-skinned Asians from Burnt Street, Nunna Wadding, had occupied one of the buildings and turned it into a gambling den. They were startled when they saw me, but I just said, pass me a Vietnamese bitter, you camp chain killers. We just lounged around. Now, they started to tell me this, that, and the other yarn, and they just snuck in and used it as a gambling den. So apparently, this was a deal. They had to pay 50% of the den's earnings to the Box Hill Prezos. I just told them to take a load off. The government convict was back in charge and they could gamble and chuff their brains to buggery. Well, we just kicked back and slurped back the VBs all day, just all day long. And I fell asleep to these fellows screening some Charlie Chan Silver Harvest film while throwing darts at me in the balls. That night I slipped down to my beautiful freezing cellar I lied down on my dirty, dank sheets under my Falcon sleeping bag, my Ford Falcon sleeping bag, and slept like an absolute angry baby who's just shat its metal nappies. I was finally home and I felt a revengeful peace. I fell asleep listening to the serenity, hearing nothing more than those crazy Campuchians arguing about whether white ghosts were real and whether they should kill them. You know, nothing too weird. Just keeping it straight and narrow they were, until I heard a couple of distant dogs being hit by golf balls and flaming arrows from another time. So the time came to pick up the Commonwealth Beasts. 
the boys, as they call them, from NZ. Now they were landing earlier and Mick and Marty were later the next evening. As soon as I met the Kiwis, I was super impressed. They looked like good working class nerds with a demented damaged edge. They looked like they were from about the early 80s. They had uh, bad mullets. They were wearing part camo and crap leather jackets. Awkward and violent one-liners kept coming from these guys. Very brilliant they were. And I was really grinning. You know, I had on my, my face went into that of a grin. And me and the boys hung out at the Essendon Airport car park trading American football cards and Australian cricket cards. And uh, I had my collection of Australian netball cards and we were just trading them up. One of the guys traded me uh, an Australian uh, wing attack netball card for the Banshees uh, bingo team from the Canadian Elderly Citizens League. And uh, it, they had really good pictures of the, late, the bingo ladies there punching each other in the kidneys and uh, wetting their, wetting their um, adult diapers to heavy metal in time with the music. So when the Canadian Cardinals arrived, we were all playing air guitar on the tarmac to Corey Fart. When the Twin Dragons stepped out and just stepped onto the tarmac, they, it was one thing to see them in the movies, but in real life, I was quite speechless. I mean, these guys had glistening muscles under tight tank tops and they had striped matching tracksuit pants, um, ninja shoes, then they had very, very recognisable moustaches and mullets. It was, yeah, I, I actually, I, I think I might have let out a scream, partly in fear and with joy as well, like a shrilling gay man. Um, where we, we just sort of bro-hugged these guys. And uh, we had a few ales in the tiny staff lounge at Essendon Airport. Uh, they had something, they had a TV show on the background there looked quite good. Um, it was an old uh, war movie with John Wayne, I think. And uh, yeah, so we finished our cans and um, put them into the little waste paper bin there uh, that was shaped like Ned Kelly's helmet. So you could post letters too and um, shoot at it with uh, vintage firearms. So, and uh, when that was done, we just got back into Skeletor and uh, sort of it was probably a 45 to 50 minute trek back to the village after that. So yeah, so we're back there and we just rocked into the communal room and there's the Campuchians, they're still there and uh, they've got headbands on now and they're just bringing us noodles and that and Mick and Marty and Barry uh, jumped in and they just, you know, took control. They've started mapping out Richmond Institute and uh, marking out kill zones, decoys, lines of fire, poo spots and exits. Um, within hours, we've mapped out a full plan. So I'm talking killing and uh, maiming enemies. And after three hours of screaming, that seemed a bit weird. So we sort of dumped that and Mick and Marty kept ranting about, um, you know, just strategy and what approach they would take and you know, killing rapists and that. And Derek was talking about blowing up sheep. So 
I was trying to manage all this. Uh, so I promised them that they'd be killing more excited things than that. <laughs> so they seemed to excite that, uh, just excite it all up and that. And um, so all I did was, you know, said, we had a poster of them up on the wall. And one was shaped like Davros and the other was like a massive football and that. So they were just dancing in slow motion to the theme song. Uh, Bendigo gets rooted by the prism. That was a popular um, Daryl Braithwaite song at the time. So the attack was planned for dawn and we, we crept up and we circled the college at about 4.30 and we were just uh, sussing it out, working out a strategy. Now we prepared for the attack at 5am. That's when we were set to go. So as we cleared out our illegal weapons, I, I had a, you know, I started sipping on a few koala ales and they were sort of big angry sips. And um, I was just cleaning my weapon, cleaning the dog's blood bag. Um, and inside the institute, I, could, I think we uh, somehow knew that the Box Hill Prezos had been negotiating with the union, the government officials, the media, everyone they could round up about kicking out the 30 or 40 of these drunk drug scum scum guys who taken over. So we'd done some scouting missions to see these guys. Now, they looked, they looked stressed and tired, to be honest. They were just at the end of their rope, a hangman rope made out of spaghetti, but not really, not like a normal spaghetti, but the, like spaghetti number two, but I mean the type which is in the shape of a mini thin Lucifer type snake, you know? Beset on the beasting of the beast, that sort of thing, you know, 50 layers down that to the core of the core. The core. Just, just muscly, muscly demonic gnomes and that coming out of the woodwork and all that. Just seeing glad rap and screaming while they suffocate as they laugh and all that. In the background to another episode of Subtitle My Screaming. Um, so, yeah, yeah, so five o'clock comes that, you know, the, 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 um, the, the D, D day hour. And Aussie screams, Dawn! That was, this, that was the um, uh, keyword. And I let rip with the Lewis gun into the second story. And um, Barry, Oz, Frank, and Giles enter the front entrance. And they got their Uzis and their Stirling SMGs. Mick and Marty tore through the back entrance. And they've just got bare fists going. And it was just absolute mayhem. Sort of machine gun bursts, screaming, um, bogans, heroinized, laughing. Uh, lightning in the form of sheer testosterone violence, just all racking up all at once, you know, just all hell breaking loose, just everything happening at once, bedlam, just, you know, real, real chaos and that, just hectic, yeah, and yeah, all of a sudden I saw it, it was like a slippery gremlin or something, just gre gremlins, gremlins, and the elusive Jenkel appeared, and he, you know, so he's just, there's Jenkel, and no one, so when I look back, I, I can never make clear if it's the half monkey, half sloth, half fuzz burn was real, but it was just real life in my mind, Rekka, and that. And I coaxed Jenkel into the building by throwing fox bones at the college in that, with a, with a quick machine gun burst behind it. It's just like fox bones in, and then let off a few rounds, more fox bones in that. And, and things seemed to be chaotic before Jenkel entered the fray, and then then after that, I mean, Jenkel's come in, he, there he is, and there was an ear-piercing uh, salon by the front door, and that just exploded, this, this ear-piercing, automatic ear-piercing salon, and there's shards of glass everywhere, 
and people were throwing themselves out the window, you know, doing backflips and forward rolls and, you know, sort of half flips and that, just chucking themselves out the window, like they were chucking themselves in a recycling bin. And everything went lighter than the sun and the earth's tilt just shifted just ever so much, just, you know, just tilted just so. And I suddenly saw these Box Hill Society and Jilly Billy spirits floating above the college into the heavens. And while the boys and the twins rocked out triumphant, sweaty and completely naked right down to the bum, and I mean completely naked. And, and then I just look over and there's Jenkel and he's glowing with radiation. And so the AIDS boys, uh, especially Oz, they seemed to be covered in blood and it was ca carrying the decapitated head of the head gringos of the Box Hill Preservation Society. And I, although, well, I just, I, I shuddered in dis equally in disgust and excitement, and excitement, if I'm honest. But all of a sudden, the Blitzkrieg's killing spree by Manscooper somehow played loudly, us dancing and punching the air. There was a basketball ring in the car park and we, we slam dunk the head, um, just like Sha uh, Shaquille O'Neal. Well, now all all he was was a head, slamming his head into the net as I powered through the air. And I just slammed it like an 80s coat-filled maniac. And I landed on right on my ass, and his bloody messy head landed on my face. His dead, warm, bloody lips locked with mine as his head landed squarely on mine. I fainted in horror as I lay back with a long, passionate, lip-locked embrace with the Grey Warrior. And at that moment, I felt all of his mysterious power, wisdom, greed and monkeys in the closet transfer from his exiting soul into my angelic blubber. The Idaho transfer was complete. Like a possessed sack of shit, I just jumped up, screamed, come on, let's tank, and my fist punched a hole in the universe. Oz booked the head into a river and said, the old magic's still there with a satanic grin. And we went back to the village, you know, and the other occupants, occupants like Fuzzburn, Coldiron, Stevenson, T-34, Peter Paradox, Percy Honky, and all the other legends hearing the news and coming home. To make things better, the Box Hill Prezos had started a building venture on the back block, trying to invest in apartments. Well, we just burned it all down and enjoyed the destructive violence. We honoured the Campuchian Lol Nol Rambos into gambling dens and said goodbye to the majestic twins and Royal AIDS boys by viewing a pygmy mating documentary. Well, that night I lay in my freezing cellar. Jenkel sitting in the corner staring at me with his stupendous monkey face and human buck teeth as I fell asleep like an exhausted, euthanized truck driver who'd just driven through Antarctica at 20 kilometers an hour. Oh well, till next time, polish your grenades, scream yourself in the mirror, slip in the grave, the jade horse gang rep, stylish scalp, stinking puppy, tank floater. <laughs>